Hey everybody, I'm Hannah Parker and this is my husband Mike Parker. Hey guys. And we are your hosts of the Little Bit of Life podcast. We hope you guys will come along and learn with us, grow with us, and be encouraged by us as we share a little bit of life from a Christian perspective. Let's go. Hey guys, it's Mike and Hannah with the Little Bit of Life podcast and we just want to use this episode to kind of introduce ourselves and like say what our life has been like maybe this past year and where we're at and where this we are at a crazy time in our life right now we have a lot going on so um, we just wanted to fill y'all in help y'all get a better idea of our lives yeah absolutely we have had a lot going on so um, I guess kind of the game plan here is to kind of share with you guys a little bit about our lives currently and then we are going to share our love story so I know um, Hannah's excited to share that and um, I'll just be here (laughs) nah it'll be fun (laughs) Um, so a little bit about us is well I'm not going to go into detail, but like for our life right now, this past year in 2019 was pretty crazy. We had a baby um, in January, January 22nd, um, and then in March, um, Mike sold his business, and we bought our fixer-upper, and then the week after that, he was in a cycling accident, (laughs) and that put him out of commission for three months for sure he couldn't hold Kennedy that's our daughter um he couldn't hold Kennedy couldn't feed her couldn't change diapers so um couldn't work on our house that we just bought (laughs) wasn't working because he sold his business yeah um so you want to talk about the accident yeah well I mean just everything you said you said it pretty quickly but that was a lot I mean yeah and it was a lot I mean a lot happened in a short period of time um, also in that time, if you guys are familiar, Hannah signed my brother up for the bachelor. Oh, so. how could I forget? Yeah. Well, it was right. <clears throat> the day of Mike's accident, Luke was packing to leave the very next day. Yep. So he was headed to the bachelor mansion. Yeah. So, yeah. So kind of during that whole time as well, like we were watching the show and dealing with the drama of, um, Luke P the villain, mm-hmm. my brother. Um, on TV and kind of, you know, just as a family kind of going through those episodes and watching, um, you know, what took place and, you know, how all that went down. That was really tough. And, you know, when you throw on top of the fact that I did sell a business and I wasn't working and, you know, we just bought a house, bought a fixer upper. Um, it was a lot. And it was a lot of pressure on us. Um, the accident definitely, um, it's like kind of going into the accident a little bit. Um, I was cycling a bunch. I was riding like training really hard I got really sucked into the competitive world of uh, (laughs) bike racing and I was um, yeah I was riding like 100 miles a week or so and probably 10 hours a week I was riding and was racing and had a really bad accident in a race Um, coming near the finish line I another rider crashed into me I went over the handlebars at about 30 miles an hour and went shoulder first into the into the concrete and separated my AC joint and ended up being in a sling for 12 weeks. Kennedy was, how old was Kennedy then? Kennedy was six weeks old the day of his accident. So it was, it was really hard. Like there was that period, those three months, it was all I could do to just breathe. And I was extremely thankful that my parents live like a tenth of a mile away um, because the house that we currently live in, um, is on my grandparents' property, and my parents, my and my grandparents live right next door. So 
extremely thankful for family during this time because I don't know what I would have done. Um, and Luke and Mike are very close. So the fact that he left the day after Mike's accident, they weren't able to speak the whole time Luke was gone. So um, that was tough too. Yeah. And all the only thing we knew were spoilers that we saw on the internet. And that was our only communication with Luke, you know? Yeah, it was tough. I mean, that was like, it was a really, really, um, you know, painful injury and a painful surgery. It was supposed to be, um, you know, orthoscopic, but they ended up having to open my whole sh- shoulder up. So the surgery went from like, I don't know, it was one or two hours. It and was it supposed went to, to like, be two hours. And then on hour four, I had not heard anything and I was freaking out. And finally the doctor came out at hour five to give me an update and say, look, it ended up being worse than we thought. So we had to open him up and then his eye didn't close all the way during <laughs> surgery. So Yeah, so I, I walked out of surgery in a sling and had an eye patch on. I wish we could post. I don't know that we have the picture of that, but if I can't, I'm so gonna post it because it was just uh calm it just went along with our life. Like I would call my boss and he I would say it's always something like the next I would think we would begin to a point to where things were getting better and then something else would happen and I would be like oh my gosh like can we catch a break but um then when Luke got home the show started airing they started getting yeah, bad again it was, yeah it was rough so. and it was it was a time, I mean, like, you know, so it was a really painful surgery. And, you know, I tried not to take pain pills as much as I, you know, didn't need to, but I, I took a lot. And I took a lot for probably two weeks um, and really all the way up until I started physical therapy. So I'm sitting around on pain pills, like sleeping in a recliner. I slept in a recliner for 12 weeks because I couldn't sleep in the bed. Um, really, could, like, was painful to get up. So it was a yeah. – and then watching my brother um, – on TV and dealing like hometowns happened. I was in a sling during hometown dates. Yeah. So that was definitely a, uh, that was a time. Wasn't yeah. it? it was, it was, uh, <laughs> it was, was like, how did you survive 2019? And I was like, you know what? By the grace of God, because it was, it was rough. Yeah. It really was. All right. So kind of the, our, our stat lines, I am 28 years old, six foot four and 240 pounds and overweight. <laughs> And oh Hannah goodness. is 28 as well. I'll be 29 probably when this podcast airs. My birthday is February 25th, so I'll be 29 my last year in my 20s. Oh, my god! There you go. So, And we have, like we mentioned, we have Kennedy, who's now a year and a month old. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the fixer-upper. And sorry about that. Just What's I don't know why we're getting a little beep in there. I think we're good. Sorry about the technical you difficulties. You can edit that out. Um, right. Uh, we'll see. So kind of jumping back into uh, the podcast here, we want to make sure, you know, kind of wanted to give you guys a background about where we are in life, you know. Oh, our jobs now. So I'm a real estate agent, um, and – I also have a YouTube channel and a podcast, <laughs> and I'm a mom. That doesn't make any money, by the way. Yeah, no, not so. at all. Not right now. Maybe one day it will, but so if you want to be, if you want to sponsor us, <laughs> let us know. Um, but yeah, um, and I'm <laughs> a contractor for our house. Oh my goodness. That's a full-time job. If you've ever built a house without a, being your own contractor, you know how stressful it is, so. For sure. Um, And then I have done a few different things since I have sold my business. I sold a pressure washing business that I did for three years. Um, 
it was a really good deal for me to sell and it was a good deal for the guy buying it. He was a uh, firefighter locally and it fit his schedule great. Um, so I've done some production work for my mom. She's been producing um, photo shoots, photography shoots for a lot of corporate brands like Marriott, Nike, Adidas, those type of things. So I've been helping her on those photo shoots. have been a lot of fun. I've been able to learn a lot, um, take a lot of things that I'm trying to kind of, uh, you know, apply to some other things that I have going on. I've helped my dad out some recently who he has a business that his dad started. It's a import export um cotton warehousing business in California and we're able to operate it pretty much remotely over the computers um, here in Georgia at his place in Cumming, Georgia. And yeah, so that's kind of the deal on work for me. I've been doing that and fixing the house. Um, so what we kind of really wanted to dive into and I guess is kind of the bread and butter of this episode is our love story, is how we met story, is um, how I basically just came in and swooped Hannah off her feet and made her <laughs> fall in love with me. Um, so Hannah, I will let you kind of take lead on this and I will just talk about how much of a stud I was throughout oh the story. Oh gosh. Okay. So we'll start out with, I had just moved back. Well, I guess I had, I have to say more than that because y'all know the full story. So, um, I grew up in Gainesville, Georgia, where we live now. Um, and then when I was 12, my family moved to Vidalia, Georgia, and my dad was a pastor down there. Um, so from Vidalia, I went to, well, I went to a couple of colleges, but I ended up at the University of Georgia. And um, then I graduated and moved back to Vidalia, which I said I would never do. Um, and I was the marketing director there. And I can't believe you ever moved back to Vidalia, Georgia. So those of you guys that don't know, it's the <laughs> smallest town in South Georgia. Vidalia ever. Onions. <laughs> that's where it was an onion town. They have an onion festival and everything. Yeah. It, it it truly wasn't that bad, but I didn't want to move back there. But I did because Chick-fil-A is a great opportunity. Um, Chick-fil-A is a great company. I eat there almost every day. And um, so I was, <laughs> and I was actually going to work for Zach a marketing do some marketing for Zaxby's in Athens but um I the Zaxby's guy told me Chick-fil-A classic Chick-fil-A versus Zaxby's (laughs) episode the the Zaxby's guy actually told me Chick-fil-A was a better opportunity for me um because they they have more um opportunities within the company so I took that job and the store opened in July and I was the marketing director, but I also was a manager at sometimes because I wanted to learn all aspects of the business in order for me to grow within Chick-fil-A if I wanted to do that. Yeah. So, did all that, and Mike... So that landed, yeah, so that landed Hannah back in Vidalia, Georgia, and I guess that's the background of... Me. Of her and how kind of why she was in Vidalia. I was playing baseball. I was playing baseball at Bruton Parker College. I know that you guys have all heard of that. It is in Mount Vernon, Georgia. <laughs> um, it is a neighboring town to Vidalia, Georgia, even smaller than Vidalia. Um, and yeah, I was I was finishing out my baseball career there. I played two years there. Uh, my junior and senior baseball season, I played as a Baron um, for Bruton Parker. And there was really nowhere to eat in Mount Vernon, Georgia. We had a uh, pizza joint and I think a Dollar General and a Chinese takey-outie. 
Um, that was the name of the place. <laughs> it was Chinese Takeyaki number Don't five. Don't forget about that friendly Gus. <laughs> and there was the friendly Gus, which was a gas station with fried chicken and buttered biscuits, which was definitely a, a spot. And um, But, yeah, they had a Chick-fil-A in Vidalia where Hannah was working, so she and tying in that, that part of the story. So we would, we would regularly visit Chick-fil-A weekly um, as, as often as we could. And that's where I first saw Hannah. Um, I actually remember the first time I saw her. I remember um, walking around. It was maybe second and third week school was in, and um, or the first semester had started at Bruton Parker. And I was walking around campus with my buddy, with my roommate, and I was like, man, there are no good-looking girls on this entire campus. And um, later that day, I saw Hannah at Chick-fil-A and I was with my buddy and I was like, man, look, like there's actually a good looking girl in this town at least. So like we're doing okay. And, um, I didn't talk to her then. That was kind of the end of it. I was just hawking her out and yeah. So what's the, uh, you heard my dad. Yeah. So, um, you gotta set that up. Yeah. So I, I saw Hannah, like I mentioned, um, I remember eating there a couple more times and, and seeing her I actually remember, um, there was a guy that worked at Chick-fil-A that used to play in the baseball team that wasn't on the baseball team anymore, but some of the guys on the team knew him from like the previous season. And I mentioned to him or mentioned to some of the guys that like, I thought she was good looking and like I asked about her or something like that. That was kind of the end of it. So I kind of had her on my mind and then all these things started happening. I started hearing about her all the time. I had a marketing class. Um, I was a business major and I had a marketing class where our marketing professor said that Hannah was going to come in and talk to us about marketing, about some like best practices for marketing or something. And she was the marketing director at Chick-fil-A. And I was like, Oh, that, that's that good looking girl from Chick-fil-A. I hope she comes <laughs> in. <laughs> hope she comes in. Foreshadowing. I did not go talk to that class <laughs> because I had met Mike and I was like super nervous. And I was like, I'm not going to go talk to that class. Yeah. So that was okay. So I, that happened. And then, um, and then the really, I kind of had had her on my mind and I, you know, I thought about what it would look like trying to pursue her and what that meant in my life at the time. And, you know, really I was playing baseball, um, in a town that I didn't want to live in, didn't want to be in. I wanted to get home. I was from Jacksonville, Florida, I grew up in Ponte Vedra beach, if you're familiar with it. And, um, I was just ready to get my degree, get out of there, get home and didn't really want a girlfriend. Um, I was kind of just trying to just I really going through the motions at that time in my baseball career to trying to get it done. Um, and, you know, I remember praying a lot and seeking the Lord in that. And I was like, you know, God, look, I, I know I don't want to distract. I don't want a girlfriend. That's a distraction. I don't want to be wasting my time with somebody. And I wasn't necessarily praying about Hannah specifically, but I definitely had her in mind. And I just remember, you know, praying to the Lord that like, Hey, when I, when you do, I, when you do have somebody for me, like, I want to know, I want to know that it's her. I don't want to have any doubt. And like, I don't want to do this whole dating thing that everybody does. And, you know, later that day or before I was praying that or after, I don't remember, but I read the story about Rebecca in the Bible. And I just remember praying like, Hey God, like I want that for myself. Like when I meet my wife, I want like all of these things that I've always wanted in a wife to have a godly wife, to have a wife that, you know, loves the Lord and that, you know, um, has a heart for Jesus and all these things and all the you know characteristics I wanted a wife like I just want them to be laid out in front of me and the boxes be checked and it roll out like that and you know God really blessed me with that because that's really what happened with Hannah um, I remember later that day it was actually I believe it was the same day 
or like the, maybe the same week, Hannah's dad, Bucky, was actually preaching at chapel at Bruton Parker. So Bruton Parker was a Christian college, and we had chapel every Thursdays where we had a speaker come and you know give a sermon. And Hannah's dad came, and I did not know it was Hannah's dad, but he kind of you know in his intro you know welcoming message he started sharing about his family and shared that he had a daughter and that she worked at Chick-fil-A and I was like oh holy moly that's that girl that's again that's that good looking girl at Chick-fil-A and so I kind of like perked me up and I was I was definitely paying attention to the message and um Bucky went on to absolutely give a great message I I I don't remember exactly what he was talking about, but I do remember him sharing a lot about his wife, Stacy, and his love for her. And he knew, I know he talked about dating some and sex some and kind of, you know, around all those relationship issues. And he shared his testimony as well, a little bit of his testimony. And I remember just, like, really appreciating his preaching because he was I really got like this dude's a man's man right like he he was a man's man and kind of like shared struggles that he struggled as a man and like I could really you know vibe with his story and like was like hey my man like his testimony is very similar to mine and I'm like you know if this guy is the dad to that girl and you know what like I gotta meet her like maybe some of his like you know love for Jesus rubbed off on her (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like you know what I'm saying so I that kind of sealed the deal for deal for me I was like you know what I'm gonna go talk to her then he came to Chick-fil-a I did and I was not there when he came and asked for me I was out running an errand and then I came in and all of the girls on the front counter were like oh my gosh Hannah Hannah come here and I had a handful a armful of strawberries because that's what I had to go to the grocery store and get and I went to the back, and they were like, there's a guy here for you, a really hot guy. And I was like, what in the world? So I went back to the office, looked at the camera just to see, <laughs> like, who he was, if I recognized him, if he really was hot, you know, <laughs> to reassess the situation. She came out, so she came out and talked to me, so and I guess I was so hot. so <laughs> I was like, all right, let's see what this guy's all about. So I walked out there, and, excuse me. Yawn. Um, I walked out there and he was like, "Do you have he like he saw me walk in?" So then he came to the front counter again. So I walked out and he was like, "Hey, I'm Mike. Do you have a second? I'd like to chat with you." I did this all the time. Like I was a serial Chick Fil A hit on girl. I went to so many Chick Fil A's, hit on so many girls in Chick Fil A. Oh my gosh! Did you really? No. (laughs) (laughs) That was my first one. Uh, Anyways, one for one. So. So we, I was like, sure. I acted like I was really busy, but yeah, I, I had a second. Sure. So I went and sat down and he was like, so I just heard your dad speak at Burton Parker and, um, you seem like a really cool girl and I would really like to get to know you. Um, or can I have your phone number or something like that? I can't remember exactly. He was very like to the point about, he thought that he, I mean, like he'd got like to get at me. Like there was no. Yeah, there was no like. I never I was, had an interaction like that in my life. Yeah, there's like, no if and buts or ors about it. I really, it wasn't like I was like stalking her out or anything like that. It was like I had seen her. I had my yeah. eyes were appreciative of her looks <laughs> and like all these things kind of. Says that. I, I know. I was all these things kind of, you know, lined up. And then when her dad came and spoke, I was like, you know, it just was a thing where I'm like, I want to get to know her. So, well, and I appreciate that. I feel like there's 
I'm not going to go on that tangent, but guys don't do that these days. These days, It's all about playing mind games, you know. Anyway, so he was very to the point, and so I was very to the point when I said, actually, I'm kind of seeing somebody, but sure, you can have my phone number, which, to preface that, when I moved to Vidalia, I was like, God, you know I want to get married, you know I want to find a husband, why are you bringing me back to Vidalia, because I know what Vidalia has to offer, and so I thought that possibly he was bringing me back to Vidalia to possibly date one of my really really good friends and we had been on a couple a few dates and I was just not at that point in time I was trying to figure out what was going on because I could not cross the friendship line I feel like I could not do that um so when I met Mike I was like yes I'm still trying to figure out these things but I'm still open to the possibility of whatever yeah. So, like, I was I was really, and I had talked to a friend about it previously, that I wasn't feeling that situation, that relationship. So, um, and so I met Mike, and I gave him my phone number, and I ended that relationship before I went on a date with Mike, just to let y'all know. But, um, I, after I gave Mike my phone number, he left, and... Um, this police officer was sitting right behind me, uh, right behind us and heard the whole conversation. So Mike had left and he called me like when I walked back in the police officer, I, I served him all the time. Like he's sweet, Mr. Barry, he has since then passed away. Um, but he was in Chick-fil-A all the time. So he knew me and I knew him. He called me over there and he said, Hannah, did you just give that boy your phone number? I said, yes, sir. He said, did you know him? I said, I just met him. And he said, I'm calling your father. So that just shows you the small town that I grew up in. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody knew everything about my life. So um, then a couple, I think it was like two or two and a half weeks later, Mike and I went on our first date. And then we hit it off. Yeah, that first date was, it was, I mean, it was awesome. It was perfect. I mean, I remember going home to the dorm room after that first date saying, hey, I'm going to marry this girl to, like, all the guys in my dorm room. And they all laughed at me. (laughs) And here we are. I mean, it it was one of those things that just kind of, like, you know, throughout this time of me kind of, like, how this whole thing, I guess, transpired. And, like, we ended up going on this first date. And then – like I met her family. I met her dad. Came to like our dinner. Like he had some. He was speaking at some radio show thing for like the high school um, football stuff at the um, bar at the restaurant that we were at. And like, so I'd met him like at dinner. He came over and shook my hand. And then like I met her family. We went over to her barn and like we went out and had a bonfire with their family and met them and talked to them. And that's typically not a first date, but there's nothing to do in Vidalia. So what were like I was living with my parents at the time, trying to save money, and because I had just moved home. And so if he wanted to hang out with me, he would have had to hang out with me at my house. So um, my family were they were hanging out at our barn and. I just said, hey, look, I know this is kind of crazy, but would you want to go out there? Because I wanted to keep talking to him. And I, a big thing, I mean, if they don't, if my family didn't like him, then I'd had it, it would have been, they would have caused issues, you know. So 
why not meet him on the first date? I'm trying to find a husband. I'm not trying to date casually, you know. So, um, six months after that, we got engaged. Um, and then do you want do you want to talk about our engagement story a little bit? Um, yeah, I mean, we can we can definitely dive into it. We're 25 minutes in right now. Okay. So, we can dive into that. So, Mike, I I knew I wanted to marry Mike 3 months in. She like, let me know, too. We uh, well, <laughs> no, you told me you loved me first. I did, I did. Like 3 months into the relationship, I like I knew I wanted to marry him. I knew he was the guy for me. There I didn't there was no reason to wait to get married, sure. <laughs> in my opinion. And I mean I'm definitely an advocate of that. You if, know, you know, if you know, if you know, you know. Like, you know like, and you should know. And if you don't know. Well, you need to ask up. God why you don't know. Yeah. And you need to ask him to tell you what's going on and to show you if you need to be with this person or if you don't. Because I feel like dragging out a relationship. Well, I mean, there's different circumstances. You may be in high school. You may Absolutely. marry your high school sweetheart. Don't get married in high school. We're definitely generalizing. Yeah. The thing, obviously, there's, there's totally different situations, sure. but I feel like you should know if you're going to marry this person pretty on in the relationship, if you're being intentional about it. Yeah, absolutely. If you're prioritizing the things that matter to you. Right. Um, so, um, yeah, three months in and then Mike was, it was during baseball season. So after baseball season ended, he was going to play summer ball. So, it was one of the times that he came up to see me after, I keep yawning after, um, before he was going to summer ball, he was going to come up and see me and I had already told my best friend that I thought he was going to propose that time. So, he came in, I was getting, I was done getting ready, we were about to go, but I was like, I'm going to see if I can change his plans, because if I can change his plans, then he's not going to propose, <laughs> like, because if he's got a plan, he's going to have to do this certain plan, you know, whatever, so I was like, so what are we going to do, and he was like, I don't know, what do you want to do, and I was like, you don't have anything that we need to go do, like, we're going to where there wasn't much to do. So the only option was either go to Statesboro or do something else around Vidalia. So I, I wasn't was like, getting I wasn't getting sucked into her game. I knew I mean you I was knew trying to do that. I mean well I knew I, if I said, Hey, let's go to Metter today, like she would know something was up. And Metter, Georgia is where I proposed to her to kind of give that spoiler of the story. And it's where she has some family history. I'll let her share that in a minute. But I knew we had a lot of day. We had a full day. That we were spending together. So I kind of like knew it's no matter what we did, at some point I would find our way back to better. So Statesboro was the next big city. So I was like, I guess we can go to Statesboro. He was like, yeah, that sounds good. Let's go there. And I was like, this is so stupid. I don't know when he's going to propose to me because he's not going to do it today. I texted my best friend and said, he's not doing it today. I'm having to do I'm planning everything that we're going to do, whatever. So, on the way to Statesboro, you pass Metter on the way to Statesboro. So, we had talked about Metter in the past, but we had not been there because Metter plays a big part in my relationship, whatever. Um, whenever When I was 16, my dad, I wasn't allowed to date until I was 16. So, on my 16th birthday, my dad took me out on a date, and then we ended up at Metter at this place called Guido Gardens. It's kind of where my dad, um, Michael Guido, he was an evangelist, and he kind of um, mentored my dad. So 
it's a really pretty garden. They have a chapel there. They do Christmas lights there. Um, anyways, so dad took me to the chapel and we prayed for my future husband and we prayed for my dating relationships. And, um, on my 16th birthday, we gave me my purity ring. And so that, that place holds a very special place is a, it means a lot to me. So I told Mike about this, of course, earlier in our relationship and, we were all, we were going past the exit, and I was like, oh, we could go to Metter. I mean, it's a beautiful day. I mean, it was hot as crap, but it was pretty. We didn't have anything to do, so why not go to Guido Gardens? You know, Mike's like, yeah, that'll be good. Let's just go there on the way home. So I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> that sounds good. Whatever. Yeah. So we gallivanted around Statesboro, and then we get back, then we go to Metter, and we're walking around. There's actually a wedding that's going on. Well, it's not yet. They're having it that night, but they were setting up. The chairs were already set up in the garden. So we walk into the chapel, and there's rose petals and candles. And I was like, oh, my gosh. They set this up for the wedding. It's so sweet. I turn around, and Mike is on one knee. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I really had no idea. Yep. So I felt like I accomplished my mission. I totally surprised her. And I was so nervous the whole time. And it just, it was like everything was going my way. When she didn't know what we were doing, I was just like, oh, nice. When we when we walked into that chapel and Hannah thought the flowers were for the wedding, I was like, oh, my goodness, she has no idea. And so yeah, that was, until I turned around and he was on one knee. And I was like, what the heck? He didn't even say anything. I was just, like, I was just looking around and then I turned around. It boom. was so funny. Boom. Um, then we prayed. Mm-hmm. And I said yes. And he had my family, my friends, his family, and some of his baseball friends. Um, they were all waiting for us at a restaurant, at my grandpa's restaurant, um, pretty close to Metter. Yep. So, boom. That was that. And then That's six months later, we got married. Got married. And we lived happily ever after. Five years into it. Five years in. Not a single problem. Oh, yeah, right. Because our marriage is perfect. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that's our story. That's kind of our love story. Um, it's a love story, baby, just say yes. Hannah's a huge Taylor Swift fan, just to let you guys know. I was. I'm not I'm not a fan of this newest album that she put out, but. Yeah, the fanship is, is kind of taking a downward spiral. Anyway, so if you guys have any questions um, for us, if you wanted to, you know, us to share a little bit more of that, if you wanted any specifics, let us know. Um, hope that kind of lets you guys get to know us a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, kind of understand our story, how we met, where we are. We definitely want to share a little bit more of the recent stuff with you guys. So maybe that'll be a YouTube channel episode or we'll do another podcast on that to kind of share with you guys where we are at in life currently and where we're trying to grow um, all these things, I believe God has kind of put us on a path to where we are now. And I believe that for everybody, um, you know, all of your life experiences and things that happen in life is kind of all leading up to, um, you know, currently where you are and currently where we are is we're in this place where we want to learn and grow and, uh, grow in our relationships, grow in our marriages, uh, grow as parents and really grow in our faith and grow to be more Christ-like. And that's kind of the 
push for us wanting to start this YouTube channel, this podcast, and for us to want to talk to you guys is to kind of take you guys along on that journey with us, share some resources with you guys. So in the coming episodes, we hope to be having more of those intentional conversations about some of our convictions, how we are um, growing, and some of our struggles and some things that have worked for us and some things that uh, maybe aren't working for us. So you got anything, Hannah? That's about it. I mean, I thanks for tuning in, and I hope that you like what you're getting from us. And if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us. Absolutely. Unless it's a one-star, email us and let us know what you don't <laughs> like. But, um, <laughs> yeah, just if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. It really helps us out, you guys, when you um, subscribe and rate. It really helps to get us out there and get our message out there, and we hope that um, – Hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. All right. Have a great day, you guys. Bye. Bye.